0: Well, hello everybody and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And today we'll be talking about the Aries new moon that's on March the 24th, but I'll say more about that in a minute. Jen, do you want
1: to introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I'm Jen Duchen of jenduchenne.com and I am a uh, Akashic healer, reader, guide and teacher and the creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards.
0: And I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And I am an astrologer and writer of two astrology books, Modern Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology. And I also, um, yeah, that's about it for now. We'll talk more about it at the end. But first, before I forget, we have a Patreon, patreon patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical for just $3 a month. You can support our work. And we also um, take questions weirdly magical podcast at gmail dot com if you have any questions you'd like answered on one of the episodes i don't think we've got any for this time.
1: No. I think we did get a question oh, we did
0: oh well i 'll look for that while we pull cards and things, so i don't forget. So do you want to show us your cards first?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I actually pulled two cards because the first card was the number two with the orange background. And I am amused by the two because we are in a 2020 year. And of course, this um, moon is at the four degrees, which two and two is four. And this idea of being in supplication or opening up to the idea of two sides meeting how do two sides meet we set boundaries we decide what is a bridge for us so i think that's really fascinating and so i pulled another card as well which is the 15 soul portal from the illuminating journey card deck and uh this makes a six and 15 and what's interesting about this card for those of you who can't see it is that it's a figure um looking at a pool in a cave this green pool with uh, emeralds and in the center is this huge plate of what looks like bubbles and it's all rising and mm-hmm. away out of the cave so it feels very much about ha- needing to have the energy and the belief to hold your dreams afloat so to rise above uh Maybe what others think or believe. So, thinking about being in a cave, being away from what other people think, and truly connected to what is your truth, mm. uh, what you know is yours to uh, lift up out of the dream world. Well, I found
0: it interesting that um, Jen chose the two first of the cards, of course, because I picked the two of wands, um, which is dominion. And this is the Mars in Aries card, and here we have the the um, (laughs) New Moon in Aries at four degrees, and it's the first uh, New Moon of the astrological New Year. So I count it's kind of my New Year, if you like, uh, more than January the first. And um, and this card is really all about. If you think about, see, everything's coming into the center. For those that can't see it, there's. It's like everything's drawn into the center. It's as if to say that I am matters. And once you draw in and you become just focused on what you can do and what action you can take to move towards your dreams and to start the new year and to create things, then you kind of are in your dominion. You are um, the I am presence, if you like. So that's what the card means to me. So, yeah so that kind of have you frozen again jen i think she had as
1: far as i know oh you did (laughs) you
0: froze briefly (laughs) (laughs) we're having a bit of internet problems today but we will work with it it's okay so um was there anything else we wanted to say before we dive into the chart i don't think there was we do have some questions so um i think we'll just address one of them on the end um so oh, we'll we'll discuss at the end which question we're going to answer we've had a couple some of them are a little bit difficult to answer on air without going and doing calculations i have to say but uh, so this new moon gen right six one at um four degrees Ooh. and the new moon new year conjunct chiron conjunct um Uh, Black Moon Lilith and square to the nodes and lots of other things going on in the chart. We've also got uh, Venus in Taurus exactly square to Ceres in uh, Aquarius. We've got Saturn at zero degrees Aquarius, which is a crucial point for the rest of the year. And we'll talk about that more. Uh, We've got Pallas Athena, at 22 degrees Capricorn, the point where uh, Jupiter, uh, sorry, where Saturn and Pluto met on January the 12th. And we do have Pallas Athena, Jupiter and Pluto and Mars all clustered together in Capricorn. So there's quite a lot around the chart to speak about, but um, I'll let you dive in first with uh, whatever you want to say, Jen.
1: All right. So uh, talking about, as we talked about before, March is a seven universal month. So it's all about the inner wisdom delving deep into the essence of the I am. Uh, I do think that both our cards or the three cards all speak to the same thing. Finding our truth in the midst of the noise. It's coming to a point of who we are uh, kind of finding who we are in this. And so that very much speaks to the seven months of um, you know, not living our lives the way they were, but looking around us at what is true now and taking a step into that, becoming who we are. And I think this idea of this new moon and of course Aries, according to the old system, to the, the wheel, Uh, Aries would be the first month of the year. And it makes sense. Aries is considered the first sign. It is the fire. It is the coming into ourselves. Uh, So this is on the 24th. And um, that is a six. So we know this is about love. And interesting, the card that I picked was the 15, which is a six. It's about being in love with the life we have, the experience we're having, the family we're with, uh, our society. So instead of being at war with it, finding the parts that work for us so that we can go forward, right? Because when we are, I know Mars is considered a war sign, and it's very interesting when you think about that ideology of war in the sense of when we're at war with uh, who we've been or, how the way that it's been, and we're moving towards using our intelligence and our wisdom to connect with others. It's very powerful. And then, of course, we have, uh, which makes a 13, because 7 plus 6 is 13, and that's the divine goddess, and we have a lot of feminine energy coming through again in this chart. uh, And many of the charts that we've had has been a humongous female influence in the sense of the intuition Uh, seven is very much an intuitive number but the intuition the way of opening ourselves our communication from the divine letting that flow in so that we're not just using our minds to uh, kind of dismiss what we can't see But actually, using our minds in conjunction with the inner knowing, which is very powerful. So you can think about yourself as this springing towards this energy, becoming that, being renewed. Uh, And then the four, which of course the sixth uh, new moon at four degrees is very powerful because Mm. uh, that four, when you think about the number four, and we've talked about this, this is about stabilizing the system you're going to move into and when we're stabilizing that system we're creating a grid that will help us so both of the uh, even the cards that we both pulled were, were is very much about creating that grid that system that's going to support us the beliefs the understanding the knowledge what do i need mm-hmm. so i can trust my own beliefs what do i need so i can go forward in those beliefs what do I need so I can express myself and feel safe in what I'm building and creating. So I think this moon is very much in that energy. It's very revolutionary Mm -hmm. in the sense of breaking free, breaking away. And when we do that, and that's why we have so many fours for every new moon, every new moon is a new seed, And we think about areas in the Northern Hemisphere is about seeding something new. So we're lighting a fire within us. We're bringing forward um, a rebirthing, a revolution of how we think, how we work, how we operate in the world. And yeah, so that's what this is kind of saying to me.
0: And of course, you know, Aries is the pioneer. And so it's not only the warrior, you know, I think everybody goes, Oh, Mars, God of war. But, but it's also about fighting for something. It's beginning, it's pioneering, it's initiating. And, um, and this new moon is conjunct Chiron, as I said, that's the uh, key to healing. And it's also conjunct Black Moon Lilith. They're all at four, five and six degrees, interestingly. And, um, And so it feels to me, you know, since Chiron's been in Aries, there's been a lot of talk about healing the divine masculine. I think it's, but for me, I think it's more about healing the I am, healing your own identity as a part of the whole. It's really figuring out who you are in this new um, paradigm that we're moving into. And this new moon being so closely conjunct Chiron, um, I think is a real start for bringing in what we've learned about who we are in this new age that we're moving into. And Lilith in there as well. She was the original woman. She's kind of our wild self, um, our unsubjugated self, if you like. And uh, she's also related to where we've felt shame in the past, where we've been shamed. This is uh, to my mind, all these cluster, the sun, the moon, Chiron and Lilith together. Is about healing about any any shame you may have felt about just living about existing, about who you are. I think we've all felt that at some point in our lives, and we've probably all got some residual you know um there's always some we always believe we're the ones who've got something wrong with us generally and or there's a part of us that does this new moon is really about kind of leaving that behind and and healing and the fact it's it's square to the lunar nodes in capricorn and cancer i think is very um key as well because any anything that's square to the nodal axis is a pivotal point between the past and the future And the South Node is there in Capricorn. We've talked about it over and over that we're being asked to um, move away from reliance on the man-made rules or giving our control away to outer authority of any kind and move towards this more um, protective, self-centered, in a good way, kind of moving into knowing you know you can care for those you love first of all and um and move towards this more nurturing um playing your own part kind of energy so yeah
1: yes absolutely and i was just thinking as you were talking Lou. the fact of the matter is that uh Maras is also our sexual energy, our libido. it is where we give life, so we 're creating life or life within us, uh, which is something to think about you know as we go forward. The true uh, energy of the warrior is not to destroy but in fact to bring life to so that is the true uh, meaning of the warrior is that the warrior follows the path of her truth as opposed to um, So if she is cutting anything down, she's cutting down the the strings that are attached to um, uh, this idea that we have, like I've got to make nice to somebody, I've got to agree with somebody, even though in my heart I don't agree, that I'm a lesser being, that I don't have what it takes. Um, And if we're coming from a point of wholeness, of newness, then yes, we have everything we need. And uh, if something comes up, then it 's something we need to learn or change, and we can do that, and we do that through action right we 're not going to yeah. do it by sitting around um, and to, yeah, to, go ahead
0: to add to what what we 're both saying, you know the ruler of the of the uh, new moon, the ruler of Aries, Mars, is um, at twenty five degrees of Capricorn on this new moon conjunct Pluto, conjunct Jupiter, conjunct uh, Pallas Athena, they're all at uh, 22, 23, 24, 25 degrees with Mars at 25 degrees and you know it it feels like building on what began way back um, when Saturn and Pluto met and we had this major conjunction at 22 degrees, Mars has been Tra- crossing over these planets and jupiter's coming up behind and Pallas athena behind it's saying create you know um we've dug up what's not working now it's time to build what is working and and start to create this new vision um and mars is very much associated with pluto as well so the two of those conjunct going back to that s- sexual creative energy is saying create these new institutions create these new rules to live by and i'm not just speaking about our ruling institutions i'm speaking about your own life as well you know it doesn't have to be on the realm of the government and the banks this is create this uh, your own structures it's very much about building i think this new moon and starting and um having a new start so
1: right and the other part about it is that aries being the first sign and mars being very what they call young energy Mm. so the point is it's this youthful energy Mm. so the energy of um whatever the fountain of youth this idea of uh, being renewed so that your resources are being renewed the way you see and articulate and the world is being renewed Mm -hmm. Uh, so it gives you this ability to bring fire into your life and fire in a sense of this stuff's not working i want to clean house i want to get rid of all the things that aren't working so i can actually see the bigger picture i can go on my journey right we're all here to go on our own whatever they call it hero's journey or whatever it's this journey we take through our lives of going right I'm at this place and this is so exciting that I can activate uh, many a dreams and ideas and beliefs that I probably have had in my psyche but I haven't lived in the world uh, so I think that's really uh, what this is all about Moths kind mm-hmm. of skipping over all of these energies and integrating with them and to think that our um, old belief about Mars has been very much one-dimensional in the sense that uh, it's a male, which, yes, it's male energy, but then we also have female energy. How do we bring the two together? How do we activate that energy so we can live with both? Uh, remembering we in that 2020 year, the twos, the four, the two, even the twos that we both got this is about finding a new dynamic. How do we work with the uh, the polarity of being male and female? How do we work with the polarity of of uh, needing to make our own way in a new way as opposed to somebody else telling us what to do, which is where we've lived. We've lived in, a, in an environment where we've always had somebody else telling us how it is and how we need to do it and how it's done and how we become successful and all of those things. And now we're... We're treading new a new path, so we're having to discover how it's done, what is true for us, and how can we be who we are in a world where we have people with different opinions and different ideas, right? We can't just kill them all off, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I'm joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Some days I feel that.
1: right <laughs> In a sense, we can kill off the the demonization of these people, this idea that somebody else is stopping us from being who we are. That's all bullshit. No one's stopping us from being who we are, except us and our beliefs. So this is the perfect month, the perfect moon to go, you know, screw that. I'm not going to stay blocked in that thing where everyone's against me or nobody understands me and they don't understand what I choose. I'm actually... Choosing to love, yeah, my ideas, love who I am, and just go with that energy and that joy, and you know, and that way I'll forge my path, and perhaps I'll even meet new people or meet people in new ways and see uh, mm. kind of what they can bring and, and see, what we can create. And speaking
0: of meeting new people and in or meeting people in new ways, um, one interesting thing about this chart is that um, three days before Saturn, uh, the ruler of Capricorn, leaves Capricorn and moves into Aquarius, um, and he, Saturn is the uh, traditional ruler of Aquarius, also. So, and we are moving into the age of Aquarius and Saturn will be on the zero degree of Aquarius. Um, He moves into Aquarius, then he will retrograde back into Capricorn and then move back into Aquarius again. And on the 31st, Mars and Saturn meet at that zero um, Aquarius. I'll talk more about what this means in a second, but I just want to tell you how this is all lining up. And then on December the 21st, Jupiter and Saturn meet for a major conjunction um, at zero Aquarius. And nobody knows when this age of Aquarius is is actually beginning, but I would suggest that the zero Aquarius degree is a a very uh, relevant point for all this, especially with all these conjunctions. And I do think we're going to get a foreseeing of how we are going to meet people in new ways because aquarius is very much about groups it's very much about coming together for common causes um it's very much um about uh, the future so i think we're going to start to see how we can build on these um these things that jen was just talking about about um you know coming together finding our uh common commonality rather than Uh, the differences and um, and building on that um, you know I don't think we're going to get it all right away because this is Saturn dipping into Aquarius Uh, when Mars and Saturn meet on the 31st of March I think we're going to get a bigger glimpse of where this might start to head Uh, and then later in the year when Saturn moves back into Aquarius and Jupiter the big um expander of everything um joins saturn at zero aquarius i think we're really going to see how things are going to move forward um so interesting that it that all ties in with elections
1: (laughs) right and isn't that something that hasn't happened with the moving into air signs air signs or something yeah
0: about 600 years yeah right so
1: that's pretty significant as well and building up to that the other thing is remembering that the four is all about building so it certainly Mm. makes a lot of sense when we think about earthing or building or laying the foundation so we're just at the beginning this is something to really keep in mind because i notice that because we have a, a world we live in a world where we want instant gratification we want instant results that we think that if something doesn't work completely right away we've got to throw it away and that doesn't make any sense uh, everything is incremental it is through making choices and doing it over and over again until it creates something solid that is lasting uh, it's just not a one time oh let's all get together and that's it it's actually the work involved in making this happen and i truly believe this is part of saturn's role in aquarius is this idea of We want new institutions. We want new ways of working with money and working together. Mm -hmm. Well, it takes us being more open about how we use our energies and how we talk to each other and how we communicate and what we do, even more important, that will help us build this. It's just not, we can't just say, oh, I got this great idea and then let somebody else do it, right? We have to actually walk our talk and live this experience, even when it gets hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to this experience that we're having now with the coronavirus, which is um, forcing us to realize, like, where is our fear? And how easy is it for us to get distracted or to kind of put down our truth because we're terrified of death? You know, yes. this death is a part of our lives. And in fact, Pluto is very active right now. And Pluto is the reminder of the transformation through death. And I'm not saying we're all going to die or anything. No. I don't know. I'm sure there will be people dying. and that's no, very, always Right. <laughs> there are always people dying. But in actual fact, the truth is whenever we have a major shift, a revolutionary shift like we have, we're having now, we can go back into history, and that's one thing we can look back at history, and we know mm-hmm. that there are things like massive deaths when we have these revolutions. It's just one of those things, and it's you've got to think about it in terms of souls leaving because it's a soul's choice. It's not mm-hmm. about um, anything else but that. When a soul chooses to die and decides to go, um, you know, it can be sad, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, we're sad about people we love leaving, but they are not just bodies, they are souls. And yeah. this is the bigger picture, is we're not just a body, we're a soul. And that's why we have passion and that's why we feel things. And it's great mm-hmm. to feel things, but we want to be more than just a pile of feelings. We actually have to change things or do things, which I think is all this Aryan energy is all about actually, what can I do to have a different experience? What do I need to think about or focus on or bring about or connect to so I can have a different experience
0: speaking at a slightly more mundane level and um and you know this you know Jen's talked about the the deaths and things speaking of the virus I do think Saturn going into Aquarius on the 21st and Mars following is likely to bring restrictions in um air travel and such like um you know and that's just the way it is i do think it's like we're likely to feel the boundaries the walls coming in a little bit not in a fearful way just to you know um stop the spread basically um and i think some countries will we're seeing it already a little bit but i think with aquarius being an air sign <laughs> I do think Saturn moving in there will kind of bring some quite um, restriction on people's uh, freedom of movement.
1: Some... Right. And that's something also to think about, that authoritarian or restriction of movement is only fearful when we consider that somebody has power over us. Yeah. When you consider that these are just choices people are making, decisions that leaders are making etc we don't have to get caught up in the emotion behind it feeling like somehow they're controlling us and instead view it as something that they're doing because they think it's going to keep us safe Mm -hmm. I also think that with Saturn going into Aquarius we're actually going to be having solutions that are coming in so this is a big i think there's a big theme at this time and this saturn
0: moves slowly though
1: sorry. right <laughs> yeah. right of course saturn moves slowly but we do yeah. have uranus activated and mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. course they're in saturn they're, um, uranus is the modern ruler and is in taurus so there is going to be uh impact right a uh, physical impact of all of this but I, I just think there's a way we get to choose uh, if we want to be focused on what somebody trying to do to me as opposed to what is the solution to this experience. What's the solution in terms of the, the virus even? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such an amazing opportunity for us to think about our immunity, how we think about immunity, not just our immune system, but how we think about immunity in terms of living and what immunity we give to people what we take away from uh, Mm -hmm. just from the bigger picture as well as the kind of direct physical picture of our health and, um, and our risk. It's risky. We think about it being risky being with people that we think are carrying some contaminants. Uh, But so we have to take care of ourselves. What is that to us? And we also don't want to go into a place of being controlled by fear because fear Fear does a lot of things that uh, we've experienced that are not good things. So, um, you know, again, we can put love there or we can put fear there. And I do think that Chiron thing is such a big part of this because five degrees, of course, five is the number of freedom. And so Chiron is offering us a freedom. So if you think about it, this Corona disease or whatever it is, virus, is offering us an opportunity to find freedom in a new way, to find freedom from fear, to find uh, ways of like, okay, well, I can wash my hands. I can, you know, have my thieves oil. I can do this and that. I can take precautions, uh, but I can also realize that um, probably most people will not die from this. Right. Yeah.
0: Anyway, most people will get better. <laughs> um quite well and maybe their immune system will be all the better for it afterwards too you know
1: it's (laughs) yes and it's an upgrade we don't know where the actual where it comes from or what it's for but it certainly is our our system our world is going through upgrades Uh, we have a lot more um, what do you call all of this like this kind of Technology, and we're going to have more, that impacts our physical bodies. And with Aquarius, we will definitely have more technology coming in. Mm. Uh, Our bodies have to adjust very quickly, and they're very dense to these higher energies, these energies that people haven't tested, right? We talk about testing. We're bringing in all these different things. They're filling these cities with technology Mm -hmm. and all of those things that impacts us.
0: I do think there's a lot of thinking differently energy in this chart as well, because, um, you know, we've got um, Mercury um, out of retrograde by then, not quite out of shadow, but aspecting Hygia in um, Mercury's Mercury ruled sign Gemini. And um, Hygia is health and hygiene. And, um, you know, I do wonder, and I've seen quite a, a few people kind of allude to this, if not directly speak to it already if we've got to get over this whole antibacterial thing and get back to knowing that just good old cleaning and washing with soap and water <laughs> is probably a lot healthier and looking after your internal health rather than trying to block out every germ in the, in, um, in the world, you and know,
1: and <laughs> eating good, healthy food. Yeah. We've got to go back to eating healthy food, yeah. uh, digesting our food, you know, doing those things that make sense instead of eating more plastics or whatever it is. So all of those are just kind of logical things. And I do agree. There's, you know, it's kind of funny when you think about it, but if you look back in the past, the one, some of the good things about looking back in the past, in the far past, was the Technology that they used right they they were very clever in how they used technology, and uh, even things like hemp and all of that I think <laughs> we've talked about this there's so many things we can do, just like if you have something that's not working, like certain technologies or these rays i 'm talking about. there are ways to to cover them up and block you know and and have it so it 's not impacting us, and these are all futuristic ideas that are available to us like it's amazing what's available to us when you think about technology and what can be created right to create an easy environment to live in instead of a more difficult one
0: you know we've we've become very antiseptic in our life you know, and and the world will continue to find its way into <laughs> us. And you know, talking of the thinking differently energy, Jupiter is is actually square to Eris, the uh, the uh, kind of t- table turner and shaker of um, puller down of pe- white picket fences, and Jupiter is kind of saying, you know, we've got to really start to change how we see things this square is saying it I think the square from Ceres in um, Aquarius to Venus in Taurus is asking us to really um, shake up and change how we look at the natural cycles of life death the seasons all that kind of stuff um, on earth I think we're really being um, you know just the whole thing about just start looking at everything differently and think you know maybe maybe we didn't have it quite right maybe we need to shift that direction a little bit it's um there's a lot of change energy in this chart for sure
1: (laughs) absolutely well i think that what comes to mind is the um the compulsive uh, behaviors we have about disorder right we're trying to to constrict and go, okay, if I just clean this with all this stuff, right. And I take yeah. out everything that could be harmful. You're just, you know, there's just going to be something else. Another strain that comes up that's going to be too hard to destroy. Uh, to and instead of how do we live together? And this yeah. applies to people, like people we don't like, we kind of think of them in those ways, like, Oh, they're, yeah. they're dreamy. How do I get rid of them? How do I kind of inoculate them into thinking like I think,
0: Or the horrors of the, there was uh, some of those anti-dairy protesters Uh, stormed uh, Biden's stage uh, last night.
1: I was wondering what they were. I didn't know what they were
0: protesting the dairy, the dairy industry and you know but every you know people go oh how how dare they do that you know i'm like well how else are they supposed to get heard? you know
1: yeah, i think it's fantastic you know freedom to express yourself and they weren't hurting anybody <laughs> And they were having fun. And I think this is it. We take it way too seriously. And that's the same thing I think your point you're making is all of these kind of germs in our world, we think we can just spray them away. Yeah. And, um, but it doesn't work like that. We have to find a way to to work with it, not against it. Because, you know, when we're spending all our energy working against things, we have no energy left to work towards and um after all isn't that the point i think we're getting a, we get away from the point and this um time we're in and this chart is all about coming back to the point right
0: cuz aries is so focused it's like right
1: oh. and <laughs> right. and she's at the 23 degree which i know she's been for a long time because she has a very slow um movement uh, but then Jupiter two, that famous 23 degrees, which is that five as well, which is about freedom. It's about life. It's about...
0: And the number of our DNA.
1: <laughs> right, the number of our DNA. And it is also about this awareness of our courage, like the courage to follow what is true for us as opposed to being, you know, paying lip service or being che- cheap, cheap. I was going to say cheap. That to be... As to being sheep, and this is it. We have an opportunity to move away from being just sheep, trying to go. Oh yeah, let's just stick with the same thing. Everyone follow the same path. I think that's total bullshit. We must all follow our own path, and where we converge. Um, Yeah, right. Where we converge, and we can certainly compromise about certain things so that it makes it easier. But to give up our truth to follow someone else's truth is a terrible idea. I mean, that's why we got into so much mess. And I, I think that's really what Jupiter and Eris, and Eris are kind of leading us towards. Even Venus. I mean, she's been so, you know, Lilith, all these females have yes. been so um, short changed. They have had a bad rap. Everyone says all the worst things about them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's all bullshit. Right. And it's just one-sided while they may be, some things about it that are true it's just such a you know a cardboard image of all of that
0: i have to give a little shout out for my favorite asteroid Pallas athena Mm -hmm. (laughs) the shield maiden if you like uh the visionary ability to see things unseen before here she is following all the planets in capricorn um everything's past her now and she's coming up towards Pluto but she's at that degree that I mentioned that 22 degree so another four and um and she I think is giving us the way forward she is able to kind of have this piercing vision into what needs to change she's the strategist she creates plans i'm quite excited about to see what will happen when she moves into aquarius later in the year but i think her being on this um crucial degree and also about square Eris is really important on this new moon this uh, this end the end of that last week in in march is going
1: to be <laughs> quite Ooh. Hence, well, you know, traditionally this time of the year is uh, what they call the the spring, you know, yeah. the kind of Arab spring, or I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, Hitler's birthday is the 20th of March. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that kind of fiery, war-mongering energy. And as we've just talked about, it's not a bad thing, right? Yeah. This idea of having strategy in a war, of having... Um, uh, looking at the big picture, or coming in the rear and looking at what needs to be done, mm. uh, we we can't be afraid of this idea of, you know, what it means to be a warrior, what it means to be at war. We've just got to change our minds about what that looks like, uh, and allow new thinking. We're moving out of this old kind of thinking where the mind is so closed and tight mm-hmm. into expansive thinking, imaginative thinking, creative and, and thinking. fighting
0: for things better world this that's that's a different kind of war as well you
1: know right right yeah. very exciting to think it 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 kind of moves all ourselves up thinking about what can i be for what can i stand for what can i fight for which is so different to you know fighting against or you mm. know people saying fuck this fuck that you know i mean it just doesn't uh, um, articulate well when you're trying to Uh, shift what you believe in right or into what you believe in because a lot of us we don't really know exactly what we believe in but we're never going to get there if we don't start kind of moving towards it speaking about it speaking up towards it and not being shut down Uh, for myself what I realize is like even like on social media etc when there are people telling me how to behave Mm. uh, because I don't mind, I'm willing to have discussions about anything and I can certainly talk about it and admit if I'm wrong and taking someone else's point. I love that. But when people tell me to just kind of go with the flow or you know that yeah. ridiculous phrase, I'm not saying it isn't true, you must do whatever you want, but that thing, vote blue no matter who, uh, that just, it just makes my skin crawl because... Yep. Like for me, I'm going to voice my opinions. I can't keep quiet, and I don't think I'm supposed to keep quiet at this time. Uh, but also, this idea—like I've seen people saying, "I'll vote for anyone, anything." I'm like, no, I, I won't. It's like Some people are like,
0: "I'll vote for a a, a
1: dog or something." I'm th- like are you aware of what you're actually saying? Like, can you hear your words and you think I'm just going to go along with you? Like, no, I don't, I'm not desperate to be saved by some man or some group. I want to be able to stand up for myself so I can be part of the group. And have my opinions heard and stuff. I, I've started,
0: I've started answering those things with a, with the, with the gif with a, of an ostrich with the head in the sand. <laughs> Cause that's what it makes me think of. It makes me think, well, I what I think doesn't matter, I'm just gonna do follow blindly.
1: That's right, it. it's just like somebody there, it's the whole big daddy concept. Somebody up there knows the solution, so let's not rock the boat because oh my god, our solution is gonna go out the window. Rather, we have an intelligent conversation, a heartfelt, you know, a a connection where I can hear somebody has a different opinion, but we can agree on what is essential in a country, in an experience. You know, I don't want to shut people down, but I'm not going to be silent and then let all that energy inside of my body turn into disease. Well, vote no. Comments
0: like Vote Blue No Matter Who are meant to just shut you up. So that's right. That's a way of silencing somebody else completely. So Jen, Jen's right. right. It doesn't mean that we
1: won't. I, right. I'm exactly. admitting
0: to that. It just means don't say that.
1: Right. Stop <laughs> saying those kind of things. Just encourage. I want to hear your opinion. I'd love to hear your opinion. How are we going to get along on this planet and as a group? If we can't even allow... We're too terrified to hear someone else's opinion in case they rock the boat. Which makes yeah, me I, think... Huh? I even had a quite an interesting conversation with our tax
0: guy when I went to do our taxes.
1: Really? He had
0: a MAGA hat there. And so I was like, oh, you're a Trump
1: supporter. And we actually had a very decent conversation. <laughs> That's fantastic. And why not, right? Yeah. Why should we... Um, demonize the people that don't agree with us because then that gives them space to do the same to us and that's what we're doing we're attacking each other through name calling we're personalizing things this isn't about personality this is about what we're all looking for and i guarantee you underneath it all We all want the same thing. We all want safety. We all want to be able to have food and and to be able to walk freely and work and do all our things. So why wouldn't we focus on what we all desire so we can come together? It seems kind of like simple. I'm confused about the problem around that, I have to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of coming together, though, I did want to mention Juno. Juno is all yes. on her own on the opposite side of the chart to all the other energy in the chart at 15 degrees of Libra so she's what's called a singleton in astrology which usually makes them quite a focal point and, um, and in Libra that is about diplomacy and coming together and Juno is about the rights of the oppressed, uh, the abused, and and uh, this is asking us and she's also the asteroid of marriage so the sacred kind of marriage and and so there she is all on her own saying come together <laughs> speak to each other use diplomacy you know uh, talk to each other
1: <laughs> right and at the 15 degree i actually think that's uh, in libra isn't that one of the major um portals the uh, four one of the four major portals. I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not. But anyway, the point is that's the mid degree and 15 is that six. It's the same number of the card. And that 15 is this number of alchemy, the yeah. ability to make uh, gold out of whatever we have. Yeah. Right? And this is the point that we love who we are. We love this experience we're having. We, jump in with joy to this idea of coming up with solutions and connecting to each other and living uh, um, you know a joyful life it doesn't mean that nothing ever happens but that we deal with it from a place of being at peace with who we are exactly
0: so we're about 45 minutes in should we read the symbols and then go to a question
1: do you think absolutely let's do that okay so
0: i will go first this time with the chandra symbol for um aries five because we always go up one and it's the statue of a god worn smooth by de- devotees kissing honoring the spirit within at all costs insisting upon the vertical aspect in all things You feel driven by the heart to go to any lengths to express and embody the realization of divinity. Intoxicated with the divine, called beyond and taken by a passion, you are dedicated and consecrated and given over, transported into other realms, ecstatic, a frenzy of conviction that nothing matters except the ultimate swept away released into the cosmos liberated from the wheel and expressing the inexpressible with consummate conviction well it's about imp- expressing your inner divination and truth to my mind and conviction that one and once you do that you're kind of liberated from the grind of the wheel of life saying so,
1: well uh, in a no. good way. <laughs> freedom to be who you are is the most sacred. Yeah. Freedom of all. Yeah. And that all comes from the connection to the divine, living in gratitude, living in joy, mm. living in peace with the opinions of others, the choices yeah. of others. Yeah. Very beautiful. Okay, so the um savian symbol for Aries 5, a triangle with wings. I love that. Mm-hmm. The keynote is the capacity for self-transcending, symbol of the desire to reach a higher level of existence, of pure aspiration or devotion or of bhakti. What has emerged in the first phase is a process of differentiation, it's becoming aware of the possibility of future further upreachings. The principle of levitation is seen as one of the two essential factors in evolution. The emergent being glories, being glorified, and defied by it.
0: De- De- deifies it.
1: Deified. Oh, <laughs> emergent being glorifies. That doesn't make sense. And deifies it.
0: The emergent being glorified. Oh,
1: the emergent deifies thing. it. The person or the one who is emerging is being glorified, glorifies and deifies. Thank you, Louise, for fixing. (laughs) But it's still only an ideal. At this stage, nevertheless, the whole being experiences a childlike longing for its eventual realization. So a new dimension of being is envisioned, mobilizing, creative endeavors
0: well both the symbols have this um feeling of devotion to new beginnings to creating this new world kind of thing i think
1: right yeah. the devotion to the spirit of who we are to the inner growth of who we are which is perfect for this time mm-hmm. um, and I think it echoes what we were talking about. Like we have to cultivate adult devotion within us so that we can deal with the external world. Mm. When we're at peace, knowing we're connected to the divine, to the earth, um, then we can be at peace with what's around us. We can. Cool.
0: Okay, questions. Wow. I had not. I I admit I had not checked our email because I've been sick for the last few days. But <laughs> we've had a couple of people messaging us. Um, I'm trying to see which one is actually kind of a question. Oh, somebody asked a show de- dedicated to just numerology. So I think um, that's up to Jen. She wants to do that because she's the, uh, (laughs) she's the uh, numerologist. So, okay. I don't know if these are questions as such. So let me, let me just speak to one. I'm not um, going to use the name because she asked us not to. She said um, she's emailing to ask astrologically or numerology, numerologically. Will her career ever take off? She has a day job and a passion, writing, but she's now 40 and nothing has happened despite numerous applications. She calls herself a careerless cancer, meaning cancer, the sun sign. Um, her date of birth was four, sorry, 7, seventy nine. 79. So I'm actually going to just put that in the chart. Um, I don't know if you want to speak to the numbers with that one.
1: Well, uh, I can look at the nine because uh, what is she born uh, seventh month, the ninth? Seventh
0: month, yeah. Okay, so I, I hope I hope she's not from Europe.
1: <laughs> right, I'm always like I don't know which way it is, but if it is the nine, um, the nine, the number nine, which is could connect with cancer, the cancer idea, cancer moon, very much an idealist, uh, somebody who die, who wants to express themselves, express love, believes in the connection of all and of course being a writer that's a perfect match mm. uh, i i do feel like in this case even though i can't see your chart and i don't see your whole numerology etc that this is a um what do you call this this is a uh, a, a prophecy a f- self-fulfilling prof- prophecy Whatever I do, I won't be able to express who I am. And the bottom line is that you have to find what is true for you. As a Cancer moon, you will have to find what is your home, what you believe in, in other words, what ancestry, what um, roots you're choosing uh, to believe in about yourself so that you can express. Because one of the keys about the nine is that the nine longs to express. It is made for expression. And in fact, it is our true uh, ego that is allowed to express and and be childlike in a sense of um, putting ourselves out there, whether it's writing or anything, and not being focused on being made small by what other people say or do, but instead to embrace the idea that this is me expressing myself. And it doesn't matter whether people like it, they don't like it, but I'm expressing and through my expression i am learning and when you take ownership of who you are then you have more opportunity to be successful Mm -hmm. again i'll just add this that since success is something that we decide you can decide that the success is writing so just do it enjoy it love it express it and it can grow you know
0: well, I do want to say, yes, she is a Cancer because I uh, put her chart in. Of course, she, of course she's a Cancer because it's July Cancer Sun. She's actually a Virgo moon.
1: Oh, even
0: And of course, I don't know the degree, the Virgo moon, um, because we don't have a time or a place or anything like that. But that's Mercury ruled. But um, to add to what Jen already said, people with a Virgo moon can often be their own worst critics they're they're like you know never good enough (laughs) the constant inner meanie voice and which needs to be overcome so something um to help you deal with the um, constant inner critic um would be very useful something like the the morning pages practice from the artist way um where you can kind of write it out on the page would be very good um but but you must remember that the the Virgo Moon is Mercury ruled, which is um, a writer, and and so you've got that Mercury in there. And Mercury um, is in Cancer, so you've got the ability to be creative. You've also got a North Node in Pisces, which has the ability to be creative. But really, to for us to say for sure, yes, you will definitely ever ever take off in your passion is is hard to do from what we're um, looking at also though you, you know you're age 40 you said and so you're um is that right yeah you said you're 40 so you were born in 79 so if by at age 42 you'll be coming up to um your uranus opposition so that might be a break free time you know i didn't start my astrology career till i was 50 so it's not too late
1: exactly and i didn't get into what i'm doing till i was in my 50s either yeah. so um i wouldn't worry about that i think the big thing here and to me what it feels like with the uh, cancer sorry it was cancer son um this is something about your father or disapproval mm-hmm. uh, in your fourth house your your heritage is that you're not enough you're not good enough you'll never shine. Uh, your desire is to express it. So, you know, again, I just re-emphasize basically what uh, I was saying before. And I think what Louis is saying is this idea that, you know, you decide what it is, mm-hmm. right? And you give yourself the mission to do this and you go do it. You have the ability because you have the Virgo moon, which means you have the ability to discipline yourself. Mm-hmm. You have the b- ability to... Uh, express yourself with the gemini influence so it's like yes sit down just write don't care about if you think it's good enough or if you think the world will accept it Mm. and then you'll get to a place where you will feel enough have enough confidence to break past um, the illusion that you're not enough right it's practice you're gonna practice and you get there and it's like oh it's good enough i'm gonna Send it out to a magazine or do whatever you need to do to make it real. You have everything you need.
0: And I would read Liz Gilbert's book, which one, you know, the one about writing.
1: Right, it's... um,
0: Yeah, you know the one. No.
1: no. Um, With a colourful cover. Shine, shine bright, no. Um,
0: Oh, we're terrible, aren't we? Um, (laughs) Elizabeth Gilbert, though, the one on creativity it's it's great about the creative process
1: fantastic it's a fantastic book it's exactly what you need perfect for you to understand it doesn't matter what other people think it doesn't even matter what you think just do it if you have a desire and you have an urge go for it because this is what life's about this is about us experiencing our urges and just having a nine as your day i haven't calculated your other numbers yeah Uh, it's it's telling you, you know, do it. Yeah, It's so hooked into the fact that you're not enough because you can choose either believe You're not enough. You're too much, or maybe you're just right. And why don't you just choose just right and just do it. Yep. Something, no, not playing big magic, big magic, big magic.
0: That was it. Yes. Big magic for sure and the artist way that's another one,
1: right and the system if you go through the actual system not just pages is fantastic
0: oh yeah i mean the whole book the whole 12 weeks of yeah. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah if you truly want to do this and that's wonderful then help yourself how can you be the parent to your own desires and dreams yeah all right then jen how can people find you They can find me uh, on my website, jenduchenne.com. And um, for those, somebody mentioned that we should spell our names because they're not normal. But uh, so J-E-N and my last name, D as in David, U-C-H-E-N-E, jenduchenne.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook. I have a group. We belong here. I have a page. I'm on YouTube. I do YouTube videos. Um, I'm kind of around everywhere. So you can find me there. If you're interested in buying the cards, you can go on my website, gendershin.com backslash illuminating journey cards. And I also teach classes in the Akashic Records. I do readings. It's all there. Or you can get hold of me. Jenna
0: dot and i'm louise eddington louise so l-o-u-i-s-e-e-d-i-n-g-t-o-n eddington with one d and um, it will soon hopefully have the um, cosmic owl astrology.com pointing to it i've just got to find time to do the techie bits and, but you can find me anywhere by Googling my name or um, I have a Facebook page, Cosmic Owl Astrology. I have a Facebook group called Planetary Magic Cafe. I have a YouTube channel, Cosmic Owl Astrology. Instagram is Cosmic Owl Astrology. They're much easier to spell than my name. <laughs> my book's available on my website. This one and my previous book um, or on Amazon or other indie booksellers. And, um, yeah i think that's it for where to find me but don't forget that we have a patreon patreon patreon.com weirdly forward slash weirdly magical or email your questions weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com
1: and i think that's it for now so it's goodbye from lou and goodbye from jim